Oh, here we go again. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. Here we are again. Week, whatever this is, week 12, week 13. <laughs> Something. I count down because it's it's just a torture. It's a torture for me to do this. I don't <laughs> really know why I do it. I hate it. I hate myself. I hate you. I hate everybody. But I love our listeners. Yes. I love them to death. And we're here again. And we appreciate them. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. We want to send you stamps or cards or letters or emails or, or uh, body parts. Postcards? I mean, Postcards? Well, no. Nah. I'd rather send body parts. Yeah. We don't want them to know where we live. No. No, 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 no. No. No, no, no. no. You've gone too far. You've gone too far. <laughs> it's your uh, digital daddies, and it's your two dads. We're back again. Check it direct, and let's begin. We are bringing you that sweet, sweet daddy juice, that daddy smoke. That um, I'm getting. I'm getting that. That's not. Oh, daddy, daddy juice. juice. Okay. Yeah. I see where. Yeah, I see yeah. where you went. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Coming with that daddy sauce. <laughs> it's still. <laughs> oh, okay. That didn't work either. All right. Well, we're here. We are again, and we've missed you guys. It's been forever. We don't really have any notes. I don't have any notes. Do you have anything to talk about in the beginning? No, not really. All right. I'll forget it if I don't say hit me up at Yo Ricky Spanish. Look me um, up at Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, Lieutenant, it's just easier to say Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, I don't want to give you all the letters and numbers of my at. It's, it's kind of like military speak. It's a picture of me playing the guitar. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> just look for a picture of a guy playing guitar. In a white, uh, white t-shirt. And if you see, yeah, white t-shirt, dark hair. And if you see that guy on Twitter, that's Dan. And a backwards hat. And there's only one of them, yeah. so that just follow them and say, hey, I like your <laughs> podcast. We are starting off like we always do, like clockwork with our daddy issue. Mm-hmm. And this one is, uh, I feel like this one's a little bit on the dark side. It touches close to us, probably both. Yeah, maybe every dad. I don't know that oh, I've spoken sure. with any other dad but you about this. So I can't say that it's as widespread as it maybe seems to me, because I feel like Every dad probably feels this at one time or another, and oh. that's dad guilt. Yep. And there's many different facets to it. There's, I work too much. Uh, I don't work enough. There's all kinds of different ways to look at it. And in order to let me gather my thoughts on the topic, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> so take it away, Dan. What do you got to say about dad guilt? Well, how does it affect you? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> dad guilt, sometimes I think I you know don't do enough, or I'm not. Sometimes I feel that where. I work every day that I, which this is true, I've missed things, milestones like her walking and her talking and her doing things that are are big milestones. Like I missed all that because I was at work. Because I work, I feel guilty, but I need to work to provide. So it's kind of a catch 22 or whatever. I go through it. There's times where I feel like I'm the shittiest dad in the world because I'm either I've had a bad day at work or mentally I'm having a, a rough day or whatever and I come home and I, I'm not my normal self and I don't spend the normal time that I would do on a good day with her I just kind of sit by myself quietly and you know because I've had a bad day or whatever and so I feel guilty there and then looking back on it you know you feel guilty and but yeah it, it hits home it's it's not every day um, I guess one of the lucky ones that have more good days than bad when it comes to that kind of thing but I definitely have experienced it, and it's um, it's not fun. Most of mine comes from the work or, you know. I was going to say that uh, you basically covered probably what most, I would, I'd have to say, 
definitely the majority of dads. Yeah. That's where their dad guilt comes from. Yeah. At least that's where the biggest source of it. I'm not saying, I'm sure that you have, once you hear what I talk about, you'll probably be like, oh yeah, I have a little bit of that and a little bit of that. Yeah. But it has to be working too much. Yeah. Even if it's a, a mom thing, the working too much is going to be a big deal. The other side of things is not working and being a stay-at-home parent. And that's me. My wife, she just makes a lot of money. If I got a job right now, virtually anywhere I got a job right now, I wouldn't make as much. And childcare is expensive. Yeah, but so, your whole check, not your whole check, but a lot of your check would go to that. So yeah, that's, that's basically what we were judging it yeah. by is how much of my check I'd be using for yeah. it. Yeah. And the places that I would work long term weren't going to pay me a lot. Right. I'm looking at the things from a, a different angle. And I worry about more, I don't know, psychological things, I guess. I don't, it, that's not the best way to put it, but I worry about like, would he be proud of me? You know, I don't work. Uh, all I do is podcasts or maybe something else that I do will, you know, become something. But for the most part, I do shit and I don't do it great. I'm sure my wife or whoever would say differently, but I, I can't imagine that as it stands, I've really done anything to make him proud. That might be its own daddy issue. Yeah. Would my son or daughter be proud of me? Uh, we will have to think about that in the future. I'm sure that I will. You know what? I'm going to... Mark that down and then just edit out the silence like I did it in no time at all. <laughs> so, yeah, would he be proud? I don't know. It's causing a bit of guilt because it's hard for me to change what I do just based on the idea that he may or may not be proud of me one day. Right. Do I put him in child care and, and give up all that time with him in order to work because I worry that that might be a problem in his eyes one day. I don't know. And if you, not to cut you off, but if you do that, if you do go that route, then you have to worry later on about, shit, did I spend enough time with him? Yeah, then, then, had, I'm, then my had, dad guilt changes. Yeah, yeah, then it changes. It doesn't go away. It just changes like from, I'm not working to support him, but then I, I don't have any time with him anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing I go through, the time aspect, because I work. There's only so much time in the day, and there's less time for you and, and them, because even if you're at home, you're only at home for a short time yeah, before they're in bed. Or, I only or get, out of the day, I only get during Monday through Friday, because that's the days I work, I only get like three hours with her. I don't actually say this to my to my wife out loud, and she doesn't listen to the podcast, but I did the math, and I get more time with him in a day than sometimes she will in a week. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous, the, the differences. I use that when I come down to work on a project or whatever, and I'm down here for maybe a little bit too long, I just tell myself, well, that's all right. She doesn't get no time with him anyway. <laughs> So it's cool that she she gets this time. That leads me into my next cause of guilt, which is, could I do more? Could I do more with him as far as activities or teaching him? Or could I do anything? Because there's nothing that I particularly know that I could do. I don't just ignore some particular activity or things that I know would be uh, helpful because I don't feel like doing it. But I know that there are some things and... Maybe they feel a gap that he has because I'm not doing whatever that is. And especially when personally I have a problem with depression. And if I'm really depressed that day, I'm not the most attentive dad. I, you know, I'm still like, I keep him from stabbing himself in the <laughs> face or running with scissors or, or drowning himself or whatever. But I don't, those days I don't really play with him as much. Right. Yeah. That is probably a problem. I wonder... Will that be something he remembers mm-hmm. or will that accumulate into a problem? Because it's not like I'm that way 
every day, but I'm that way more than a little bit. Yeah. That happened to me just this week. I was feeling kind of blue one day and I did that. I, when I got home, I just kind of sat on the end of the couch and I mean, she'd come over and tap me on the shoulder and kind of look at me with those sad eyes like, are you okay? And she'd try to give me a hug and I just, I mean, I love it. I took it and it made me feel better in the long run. So I'm glad she did it. But yeah, I just. So not only are you depressed, you know, at the time, but then like the next day you look back and you're guilty. Yeah. Because, you know, that happened. Yeah, exactly. Lest I forget financial worries. Can I give him enough of whatever to ensure that he's like a a well-rounded person? I remember growing up, I wanted to join the Boy Scouts. Right. And all jokes aside, (laughs) but that cost more money than my mom was willing to give out. Right. There was another time where I wanted to take Taekwondo, and she started me in it. And then when the first time it came to spend money... That was the, my last class. Yeah. And uh, the, another thing, the, uh, when it was time to move to Little League, there was going to be some sort of fee, and my mom just didn't want to pay the fee. Hmm. Maybe she spent the money on, you know, drugs, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but my baseball career stopped at Pee Wee. Yeah. So I'm definitely not going to be doing those sorts of things as far as, you know, from the same reasoning. But I'm not made of money. No. So what will I do if he has an interest that, I can't necessarily afford because I do want to provide him with those options, but I can't just, if he's like, oh, I want to go horseback riding, I want to do this and that and the other. Well, like, I can't give him all four of those things. Right. You're going to have to pick your favorite. Yeah. And that like, may hopefully change. something that I also enjoy. Well, yeah. And it may, like you said, if he wants to play this or do that it, now, and then when he gets into, like, say, junior high, he might change. He might want to do something else. Finances are one of the number one worries for couples in general. So it's no surprised that I worry when it comes to my son. In the podcast, in each of our time spent speaking, we we try to go personal and and then we try to go out to the macro. Yeah. And as far as how to get over this, well, you just don't worry about it. You know, you try not to anyway. Yeah. And I know that's not going to do any good for anybody, but you just kind of have to try not to worry about it. It in my case, and, and hopefully I'm not the only one here, if, if you're like, hey, do I read enough? Or, hey, do I do whatever enough? Well, when that thought crosses my mind, usually I then will sit down and read or I will sit down and do whatever. Yeah. There's not a time where I'm like, wow, I haven't read to him in uh, two weeks or, or what have you. Um, because you know, I think about it often and when I think about it, I do it. So there's never a, a huge reason for the guilt you know, a product that I can look at and say, this is something that you need to feel guilty about. Yeah. Whatever it is that you're worried about, just do more of it right then. Yeah. Like I said, it's better than regretting it like my dad does. Yeah. I saw him the other day and he was talking about how he wished things could have been different and blah, blah, blah. It means jack shit to me when he says that. (laughs) But I'm sure that also is something that other people deal with as they get older. Oh, yeah. In his case, instead of playing catch with me, or going, you know, camping or to a ball game or whatever. He uh, wanted to get drunk and watch the race. <laughs> Dad didn't like those things as a child, so there was a bit of a conflict there. If you just don't get drunk and watch the race, or even if that's something you do, just reserve that to you know Saturday or Sunday, and then the rest of the time, yeah, play ball and read and wrestle around or whatever a tea party, yeah. or, you know, whatever the case is. 
And then hopefully, speaking from personal experience, hopefully the dad guilt is, if not gone, very manageable. Yeah. And while mine is variable and sometimes worse than others, it yeah. is manageable. Yeah. So and if it gets too extreme, either seek a trusted friend, talk to your spouse, or if it gets bad enough, seek help. The running joke is that, or the stereotype or whatever is dads don't have any help. When in all reality, they do. It's just we don't, we're too prideful as men to go look for it. Yeah. And that, that I mean, that's my opinion. There might be more help for women out there as a whole, but they make it seem like men are just screwed. That would They're just, oh, fuck you, you're hung out to dry. And that's not the case. There is help out there. We just got to stop being so damn prideful and when we need it and go seek it. If you're If you can't keep it under... Control, don't feel like you're lesser. Don't make that add to your dad guilt of feeling like you're a lesser dad because everybody needs help. Yeah, don't let it, don't let avalanche on you. Yeah, because that's just going to make shit worse. And everybody out there does need help at some point. You show me a parent that doesn't need help and... At one point or another. Yeah, at one point or another, even if it's just once, and I'll show you a freaking liar. Not even somebody that's actually got it together. Yeah. But somebody who's just lying. Yeah. Parenting's tough, man. It's not for pussies. Like, you've got to... Parent, there's oh, another slogan, yeah. baby. Parenting's, Parenting's not, not for, for pussies. All right. <laughs> but um, you got to put your big boy slash big girl pants on and do it. But there's help out there. Yeah. Either, you know, like I said, find a friend. Talk to your spouse. If you're feeling like you're a shitty dad, sit down with your, your wife and be like, hey, or your girlfriend, your fiance, whatever, and be like, hey, you know, am I doing enough or am I am I a good dad? Get an outside opinion. That somebody that's around all the time that hopefully your significant other is honest with you. That's yeah. that's important. That's its own problem. Yeah. It's not. But you know, if they are and they say, no, you're doing shitty, this is what you need to work on, then fucking work on it. Yeah. Hopefully they, they tell you exactly what it is and you don't got to like beat around the bush and then you improve it and yeah. move on so. and then worry about something else. Yeah. Because that's just how it's going to go. There's always something to worry about. Yeah, there's always something to worry about. And with that, we're going to move on. <laughs> I think I said every segment was my personal favorite, but this is one of my favorites, if not my most favorite, because it allows me to complain. <laughs> and that is grind my gears. Yes. We're going to veer things toward my direction for this one specifically. I want to complain about how my son seems to be mindfully disobedient. Now, mm. keep in mind, he is about two, almost two. There's a, I don't know, at least a fair to midland chance that it's not mindful disobedience. It's just um, some sort of child behavior. But it seems to me that that motherfucker is stubborn. <laughs> and I'm like the water. I just flow around whatever barrier. I'm, I'm like the tree that bends with the wind instead of breaking. Yep. I'm just an easygoing fella. If I'm bothered, it's because I've bothered myself. Right. So... He didn't get that stubbornness from me. No matter what, don't listen to my wife, whatever she says, ignore it. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. If it didn't come from me, they had to come from her. Yeah. But I, uh, but whatever they say, uh, reckless speculation. And, but also, I'm going to protect myself by saying... Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know where it came from, but it didn't come from me. Allegedly. Uh, yeah, allegedly. So, how do you curtail it? How do you know if you're even doing it right? I don't know... If it's something that's going to fade on its own, or if it's something that I need to put it in check. So that's a, a concern of mine. There are certain things that he does, that the, he exhibits this behavior again and again. And one of those is 
he likes to go in the bedroom, our bedroom, and, and play on the bed. Around the bed are quite a few Wonder Woman posters, comics, what have you. That's just the decorations in there. Some of them are somewhat delicately placed. They're delicately placed and they're barely holding onto the wall. <laughs> and he likes to go and just slap them and push on them. And he, he they're not displayed in such a way that he can grab them and pull on them. Right. But he does fuck with them, like just the, just the most annoying fucking end in thought there without making it sound worse than it is. <laughs> because it's not a huge deal, but it does grind my gears. Yeah. When he looks at me with, he, he'll look at me and he'll smile. Yep. And then he'll do it again. And then it becomes a thing where it turns into a game in his mind or something. The because more you, he, The more you say no, the yeah, more he does it. He laughs more and more the yep. more I say no. And the only way to stop it is to eventually just to take him out of the room entirely and close the door. Yeah. Which he loves. He oh, loves that. Oh, yeah. And he I wonder... so much he kicks. Yeah, he'll like scream and cry. And I wonder, am I misreading it? Like, is this something, like I said in the beginning, is this something else? Is this uh, some just a regular growth thing, a regular evolution of a child's brain? Yeah. And to that I say... Fuck no. <laughs> that motherfucker is testing me already. Yep. He's not even two yet, and he's testing me. Mm-hmm. He's seeing how far he can push me, how much he can get away with. He's testing his boundaries. Yes, and he's doing it consciously. He knows what he's doing. I want to go back to the Sparta kick idea, <laughs> but it would not be for the right the right reasons. I would be go- coming at it from a, the wrong angle. wouldn't be to teach him something. It would be to express my anger, <laughs> and I'm not going to kick my son across the room simply to express my anger. I guess it all comes down to when you really look at it at its barest bones, the only solution is just more patience. Yeah. And I hate I hate coming to this again and again. I would love to use it as like an intro now or something to the podcast because it seems like we've said that word almost as many times as Axel Rose. Probably in every episode. Yeah, every maybe. episode. Because <laughs> really, there are times, obviously, where we where we talk about things and we can tell you rules and things, that, yeah. guidelines that you need to follow and what have you. But for a lot of this stuff, it's just patience. Yeah. And I guess that's what it's going to be here, too. I don't know really what else to do other than what I'm doing, which is just being firm yep. and rarely... I will, I will admit that I do, but rarely giving in to him when he turns into a game and just trying to be consistent in my behavior enough yep. that he stops eventually. Yeah, it's all you can do unless you have consequences for his... He needs to learn that there are consequences for misbehaving uh, for his that, actions. And in my opinion, you know, once they're toddling around and walking around and stuff like that, and I mean, don't do it when they're <laughs> newborn and stuff, but... When they're walking around and, and starting to talk and communicate and stuff, that's the time, you know, you need to teach them no means no, and there's consequences if you don't listen. I mean, like I said, you don't have to beat your kid, but... You don't have to beat him. No. Just put him in what what is called, if you're a Sergeant Slaughter fan, put him in a cobra clutch. Yes. What you do is you come from behind your child or daughter, and you grab their right arm with your left arm, and then you move your right arm up between there, and behind their head, and then you choke them with their own arm yes. until they pass out or until they quit doing what they were doing. <laughs> I've not tried this yet, but I'm going to, and I'm going to report back and tell you how successful it is. I think that if patience doesn't work, a good cobra clutch is what's going to do the job. Yeah, oh yeah. Because that will teach him, buddy, there are fucking consequences. That's right. Like 
You need to learn. Yeah, I've been training him because right now his favorite thing is when I throw him. There's a obviously with as with most beds at the head. There's a bunch of pillows. Yeah, and so I will throw him from the foot of the bed into those pillows, and he just loves it. Just oh, thinks yeah. it's wonderful. But what it really is is training for when I start body slamming him <laughs> firmly onto the ground <laughs> and suplexing him onto the grass outside, and just in general playing a bit too roughly, walking that fine line between physical abuse and rough horseplay. Yeah. Because I need him to know I'm in charge. Well, he's a boy, too. He'll be able to take it. Yeah, and yeah, he'll be tough. Yeah. It will allow us to set a hierarchy where he will know when the time comes that he is my better, he is he is the man of the house, and he can then take his place as, as leader of the pack. Right. But until then, when I hit him, it will be with more force than is necessary. Daddy's in charge. Daddy's in charge. Might be another slogan. <laughs> hey. And that one has been said a few times, too, in the bedroom. <laughs> but uh, probably, maybe not as much as uh, take daddy's juice or whatever. <laughs> whatever it was. I was daddy's, daddy's, the dad juices. Daddy's hot gravy. <laughs> whatever it was before that I thought was just spot on great for the next uh, t-shirt that we were going to release. <laughs> Sometimes you swing and you miss. Yeah. Daddy, daddy's hot man gravy is, is not is not a hit. No, um, that's a strikeout. That's, yeah, one, two, three. That's all I've got for my grind, my gears. It's an annoyance to me, and as I said, I'm going to start correcting it if my patience doesn't hold out. We'll revisit after that, just Dang. as we did with the bleach and yep. the Sparta kicking, and, and I, the, I believe there's one other the thing. Spin kick. The spin kick. We will see how these things go. And yes, yes, I've, I'm over my ideas. They they have not hit yet. Nope. But you keep trying. We need to get you the golden thong to get you out of this slump. I seriously, I am over four. I think I need to put on a, the rally hat or who knows what. But that's what I've got for grab my gears. I think that we are sitting here. Oof. We are on that borderline between too long and not long enough. We have, you know what? You're going to take us home. You've got yourself a sport note. And then, like always, you're going to end us with a dad joke. So take it away with what we have left. All right. Uh, My little sports note. This is kind of old news. If you're a fan of said sport that I'm going to be talking about, I got two ways to tie it into the dad theme of our show here. On January 12th of 2023... My favorite and my dad's favorite NASCAR driver in the Cup Series, Kevin Harvick, announced that this will be his last season, which sucks, but he's going to be 48. Well, no, he'll be almost 48 when the season's over. So makes me feel real old. It's time. The reasoning is he wants to be a dad. His son is... Shoot, I should have looked that up. But he's getting to the point where he wants to start having his own racing career like they they go around the country actually they go around the world they just went to italy and started racing but he wants to focus and put a lot of effort and energy into this to make sure this is really what his boy wants to do so i i commend him for it i can't be mad at him for wanting to be a dad because he's trying to be a dad for not the first time because he used to bring him to the track all the time and if you watch NASCAR, he actually popularized dads letting their children ride in the car to victory lane after they win, because he's done it three times that I can remember right now off the top of my head, and there's been a handful of other drivers that have started doing it now after he did it. 
he's just retiring. He's been in the sport since he's he's the one that took over for Dale Senior, and so in two thousand one, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, two thousand one to twenty twenty three. That's you know that's a good long freaking career. You know he's only got one championship, which sucks, but hey, he's got the one, and I was there not at the track, but I got to witness it on TV and act a fool after he won. So, and he's been, you know, he's a name that, you know, which means he's been competitive and he's, you know, he's in the, I think right now he's ninth or 10th on the all times win list, which is pretty cool. He's got records at Phoenix that probably will never be broken. And he just passed, I think Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson of all people for consecutive or no, he passed Richard Petty and Dale Hart Sr. for most consecutive top 10s at one racetrack. Other than Jimmy Johnson, what better company to be in than those two? Yeah. Seven-time champions and the guy you took over for. But he's do, he's he's walking away, quote-unquote, from it to, to be a dad, to spend time with not only his son but his daughter too. He's got a little girl. He's going to be in the booth on Fox. He's going to work for Fox being an, an announcer next season. So he'll still be around. It's not like I won't ever see quote-unquote see him again but you know he'll be announcing the first half of the season you can still be friends yeah you're just not you know he's actually kind of, he's actually pretty cool he, i met him one time he's pretty cool that brings me into something that i wanted to do which is start our probably infrequent dad of the week award and i, I can think of nobody nobody better to give it to than this man right here yeah he's given up his chosen career you know, he's still got drive. You know, he still can drive. Oh, yeah. He's and yet, still competitive. Yeah. Yeah. He would rather spend his remaining relative youth with his son. Yeah. And you have to appreciate that. You have to applaud that. Yep. That is certainly a dad of the week. Without actually making the noise and throwing off the audio, I want to applaud and thank him for setting a uh, standard for the rest of us. And a good example. Yeah. For his son. Yeah. And for his son, too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Right on. And needless to say, obviously, NASCAR is something that ties you and your dad together. Oh, for sure. Uh, pretty tightly. Yeah. Something that you share and have enjoyed together for years and years. Oh, yeah. So that definitely hits the dad theme from multiple angles. Thanks for sharing that. I'm sure that Carl Edwards is like, hey, man, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> I, I, that was in the wind somehow. And I, and I know that, that Dan was thanking me for my years of, of putting in the effort. And yeah, I've only got one championship, but... But that right there, that really, that did it for me. Yeah. That made it all worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> and and what makes this... And Kevin, all- if you are, thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Kevin. Kevin Harvick, not Carl Edwards. <laughs> no. My bad. Carl Edwards, you're cool, too. Yeah. Uh, I heard your name the other day, which is why I got it confused. Now I'm not remembering why I heard your name. <laughs> Probably not important. Uh, you were never my favorite, Carl. I'm sorry. No. But Kevin, not really you either. Sorry about that, too. <laughs> it's cool that you took over for Earnhardt. But he needed to die for that to happen because he'd still be racing. That man's a god. He's a, he's a, he's a god, Jerry. A he'd god. Have, he'd have 10 championships. He's the best, Jerry. The best. <laughs> um, oh, that reminds me. I have a limited fake turkey that I wanted to give the fans. Yeah, here we go. Limited fake turkey. <laughs> limited fake turkey. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one, right? Another good one is the way you always take us home with... Our favorite, our literal favorite. I know I say this about everything, but this has <laughs> got to be the favorite. Our weekly dad joke. Weekly Give it to dad me. Joke. All right. What is the sexiest farm animal? Farm animals. Sorry, there's two. Oh, there's more than one? Yeah. Uh, there's two in particular. Well, 
I mean, horses are kind of hot. They got huge wieners. Mm. But I don't think that's where you're taking this. What is the answer? The sexiest farm animals are brown chicken, brown cow. You know what? That's way cooler than horse cock. (laughs) I'm much happier with brown chicken, brown cow than I would have been with huge horse penis. (laughs) So yeah, folks, you heard that. Brown chicken, brown cow. Sexiest animals on the farm. Yep. Ask any farmer, he'll tell you the same. I'm sure. We appreciate you guys listening. We thank our listeners in Canada. We thank our listeners in the the UK. Belgium, uh, Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. We got fans out in New Zealand. If you're still listening. Yeah, if you're still listening. You did once, and we, we appreciate it. You can't take that number. Even if you hate us now, you can't take that number away. Nope. You can give us the same number in a rating, which would suck. But hey, we're going to get one stars because my comedy is not for everybody. <laughs> they do not get me eh, nine times out of ten. But that one... Man, that one's going to love me. Yep. He's going to be like, when you said you were the funniest person, you were not lying. <laughs> but those other nine, eh, yeah. they're not going to they're not gonna love me. Who needs them? Whatever. <laughs> I will continue to love. Yeah. I will continue to laugh. And live. and the other thing, whatever that was, yeah, live. I'll live, live too. L-I-V-I-N. I guess because I have to. And I will check you guys later. This is Corey. I'm Dan. And this is two dads. You're two dads. You're two dads. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.